0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howell. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life changing message. Let's tune in now. But but today, uh, because it's Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I want to go ahead and put up our nuggets. And then I'm going to get busy sharing some things that I believe the Lord has put on my heart. Ready? Read this with me. Your time, your time has, come. has come. Come on, say it out loud. Your time, your time has, come. has come. Put up nugget number two, please. Please, music minister, be great. Everything in your past has prepared you for what's next. Oh, come on with that. Everything in your past has prepared you for what's next. I sense the Holy Ghost saying, say that again. If there's somebody in your house, put your finger in their face and say, neighbor, in the name of Jesus, everything in your past has prepared you for what's next. Good God of mercy. Come on, music minister. Give it to me today. Hallelujah. Oh, my. I need to say that one more time for myself. Steve Hout, everything you've been through in your past has prepared you for what God is getting ready to do in your life next. I can't get no help today, but I'm going to say it again. Everything in my past, the good and the bad, the ups and the downs. The victories and the defeats. The struggles and the victories. Everything in my past has prepared me for what is next in my life. Nugget number three, and I'll close it with that. God decides where people will live. It's not an accident that you are where you are. Help me, Holy Ghost. No, you didn't get that. See, it's not an accident you're in America. (laughs) And it's not an accident how God got you here. Oh, Jesus. Some people got here on ships willingly. And some people got here on ships not willingly. But willing or unwilling, God got you here. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. And he got you here for such a time as this. Oh, Jesus, everything you've been through in your past, the good and the bad, has prepared you for what God is getting ready to do next. Oh, Jesus, in your life, I want to start today. Oh, God, God, give us, give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear today. And give us a heart to understand. Oh, you got to get this message. You got to get this message. There are those who are going to hear what I'm saying, but they're not going to hear what I'm saying. There are those who think they see what I'm saying, but they're not really going to see it. But I am praying for those that God had predestined and preordained for this day to hear what the spirit of the living God is saying. A lot of folks are confused today with all the chaos that is going on, but God is not confused. And his people who can see and his people who can hear and his people who can understand Has discerned. The times in which we live. Everything. That you have been through. And the backs that we stand on today. And the shoulders. Who we stand on today. It was not an accident. Oh Jesus. As painful as. Some things were in your past. It wasn't an accident. As distasteful as some things have been in your past, it was not an accident. God is telling you today that it was a setup and I'm going to use it all for my glory and all for my honor. Before you see all of the pain that you've gone through, what it has done, it has made you grateful and it has made you thankful and it has made you humble and it has made you broken and when you come to a place like that you're in a good place for God to use you for his glory and for his honor oh Jesus I'm feeling this thing today I believe and trust that the Holy Spirit will bring this thing out of me that will bless your soul say this with me God give me eyes to see today God give me ears to hear today. And oh Lord Jesus, give me a heart, give me a heart. to understand. Let's go to Proverbs chapter twenty three. Proverbs chapter twenty three. Proverbs chapter twenty three. Proverbs chapter twenty three. Um Oh, Jesus. God, give us eyes to see. God, give us ears to hear. Give us a heart to understand. The, the title of a message today is power is shifting. Power shift. The power is shifting. Can't you see? Come on, open up your eyes. Can't you see that power is shifting? That's why people are protesting in the streets. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. That's why people broke into the Capitol building. Oh, Jesus. Because they're uneasy. They're uneasy because they can sense that the ground is shaking. They don't quite understand it all, but they know power, power shifting. They understand that there's something that they they were in control of yesterday that they're losing control of today. Because power is shifting. You can, oh geez, can you handle this? You can look at the White House and see who is sitting in the first seat and the second seat and know that the power is shifting. Change is all around us and it's not an accident. Are you listening to me? And I want you to know that it is Jehovah God who is orchestrating this change. That's why no man can stop it. When your time has come, your time has come and no man can stop it. I wish you would shout out loud, my time has come. You're in Proverbs chapter 23. Let's look together. Verse number seven. For as he thinks in his heart. So is he. For as he thinks. In his heart. So is he. I I want you to know that your thinking is not always your friend. I want to say it again. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But you're thinking, you have to be careful. Because you could be thinking wrong. Or you could be thinking too small. Or you could be thinking ungodly. Or you could be thinking in lack. Or you could be meditating on something that is not the word of God. So even though all of us do think There are occasions when our thinking is not our friend. Are you listening to me today? I said thinking is not always your friend. Power is shifting. Can't you see it? Power is shifting. And everybody is nervous. It's not just shifting in America. It is shifting around the world. The whole world is. Is uneasy. And they're not uneasy just because of COVID 19. They're uneasy because the ground is shaking. And God is control, in control of this moment. Not only is God in control of this moment, God is in control of me. And I pray you can say the same thing that God is in control of me as well. Change isn't the enemy. Listen to me. This change that we are experiencing, change is not the enemy. The enemy is fear. Fear of the change. And people are fighting and busting out windows and running off with platforms and podiums and 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 storming uh, uh the government facilities and, and doing all kinds of things, not not so much because of change, but the fear of change. Because this change that we are experiencing in our nation and the world, there are people who don't quite understand what it means. And so change is not the enemy, fear. Fear is the enemy. And that's why I said early from the beginning, I didn't know what uh, uh, our young uh, burskins what, she, what kind of dance. I didn't know any. I just knew she was going to be, be dancing. And her song, if you recall, when she was dancing, was all about love. The love of God. And, and I, I like this. And she said, he loves you when you're right. And I want to thank God that he loves me when I'm wrong. Are you listening to me? And then she wanted to say in the song that love cast out fear. Love, perfect love, cast out fear. And so people are fearful of this change that is going on in America and around the world because they really don't know what all this change is going to mean. They don't know if it means that the last, the bottom will be on top. And then they're fearful that if those who have been at the bottom and been mistreated at the bottom, if God flipped the script and the bottom now is on the top, and those who've been ruling and reigning are now at the bottom, they're concerned and worried about, are they going to treat us like we treated them? Will they do to us what they've done, what we've done to them? If they ever get in charge, are you, can you hear what I'm saying? The demographics are changing. The demographics are changing. As a matter of fact, in America, those who used to be the majority are now the minority. That's why we're having such turmoil in the political system. It's because people of color in this nation are now the majority when you put us all together. And so now there's a struggle with the Democratic Party and the Republican Party because things are changing. What thing? The power is shifting. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Can you underhear me today? You're understanding me today? America is experiencing uh, changing. America is experiencing the changing of the guard. America is experiencing the changing of the guard. You don't have to believe me. Just look at the daily news and look who is sitting in the White House. Look who is uh, occupying the White House and you can visibly see that things are changing and this change is causing many people. To become uncomfortable. Are you listening to me? The devil is alive this morning. This truth is going to get out. America is experiencing. The changing of the guards. And this changing of the guards. Have so many people. Uncomfortable. Because they're not clear. What the changing of the guards. What it will mean. I want to say to you that truth, truth is the word of God, but truth is not relative. Are you listening to me? Truth is not relative. Truth is progressive. Truth is progressive. And you better hear me today. And the prayers of the saints of old who prayed all their lives for change. And died and did not see the change. Amen. I want the saints that are in heaven to know that just because you didn't see it did not mean that God did not hear or answer your prayer. And we are the generation that is benefiting from the prayers of our forefathers and our foremothers years ago crying out to God for a better day. And I stand here today and declare that it is clear. It is visibly clear that change, that power is shifting. And here's the thing that is making America and even the church uncomfortable. is because God is making changes without anybody's permission. God is making changes without the permission of the diacony. God is making changes without denominations approval. God is making changes without the sanction of the Pope. God is making changes in the world, not just America, but in the world, and He's doing it without anybody's permission. Because there is a group of people whose time has come. Oh, Jesus, weeping. May endure for a night. And those nights can be generations. But joy, victory. It'll come. Glory to God. And I declare today that my time has come. Everything that I've been doing. Has led me up to this moment. Everybody who stayed with me. Has prepared me for this moment. Everybody who left me has prepared me for this moment. Every victory, every battle that I fought and I won is prepared me for this moment. Every battle that I fought and I lost was preparing me for this moment. Every decision I made and it was right was preparing me for this moment. Every decision I made and it was wrong, it has prepared me for this moment. Are you listening to me? I said every good thing that has happened in your past has prepared you for this moment. Every bankruptcy, everything you lost in your past, it also is being used by God to prepare you for this moment. And this moment is simply your time has come. Tell three people, my time has come. My time, your time has come. Come on, tell them my time, your time. Yeah, it has, it has come. I can't help but think, if you'll just turn just for a moment, I'm getting a little bit off on my subject, but, but I want you to see how your timing is a process. And in Genesis 37, I won't stay long, but I believe this will minister to somebody. Genesis 37. Genesis 37. Can somebody say amen? Oh my, there's something I wanted to say to you here. Yeah, say say this. I will not try to skip the process, the process, the process that it takes to get me there. You see, it is your time, it is your season, but you don't want to ever skip process. You don't want to ever skip process, the process of what it takes to get you to where God is taking you. And I'm here to tell you today that everything that has happened in your life, it simply was not an accident. God had predestined to use it all to get you somewhere where you don't even know today because your eyes haven't seen and your ears have not heard all of the wonderful things that God has prepared for you. And I'm telling you, it's getting ready to manifest suddenly in your life to the glory of God. So don't try to skip the process that it takes to get you there. That's why I share That every good thing and every bad thing that has happened in your life, it was all predestined to develop you and to make you. Listen, it is in your struggles, it is in your pains that you learn to be grateful. Are you listening to me? You you see... It's, it really is. And somebody said something the other day and I said, I had just mentioned that. It really is hard to really appreciate health until you've been sick. Are you listening to me? I don't want to labor on this either, but, but I told my wife uh, Friday was one of the most painful times that, that I can remember ever having in my life, in my physical body other than the time when I had appendicitis when I was a, a young teenage uh, athlete at the time. I, I mean, I was bent over on the floor. N- nobody was around me. My wife was gone. I called my one son and he said he was on the road and, and I didn't want to fear because I knew some things were going on at the school and I laid, on the, I laid on the bathroom floor, I laid on the kitchen floor, I laid in the living room floor uh, I laid in the hallway. I just, I just, la- I laid on the bed. I laid on the couch. I laid with, with my knees in the chair and, and my, and my forearm on the back of the chair, just trying to find some position of comfort. And I cried out to God like a baby. I mean, I was in such pain in my body this past Friday. And I said, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me. Help me. And this went on for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And then at about 8 o'clock or so, I got my, 8.15, I got my breakthrough. 8.15 p.m. on Friday, I got my breakthrough. And my appreciation level of feeling good in my body. And no pain. And understanding the grace of God. And the mercies of God. And how he released healing into my body. And I stand here today. I understand now, Minister Phillips, why the word says, let everything that have breath Let it praise the Lord. Listen to me. Every opportunity you get to praise God. If your arms are working, you better give Him praise. If your feet are working, you better give Him praise. If your body's working, you better give Him praise. And I became at 8.15 p.m., I became another level of gratefulness of the healing power of God because I had just been through excruciating pain. And so it's hard to appreciate healing if you've never been hurting. it's, It's difficult to appreciate people who stayed with you unless you've experienced somebody leaving you. Are you listening to me? I said, are you listening to me? And so it's difficult to really appreciate Jesus as a healer until you get sick and you discover for yourself that he's a healer. It's it's a different appreciation when your back is against the wall and your debt is stacked up and your bills are mounted high and Jesus blow a wind by the spirit of God and open a door for you to take care of your responsibilities. It takes you to a whole nother level of appreciation. And gratefulness. And gratitude. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. It's cold here isn't it? Thank you. It's, 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 it's cold outside. And. Uh, well, I said it's freezing. But, but, but I have an appreciation. That maybe some of you don't have. And that is. To be in my house. And to turn it down. The thermostat. And the house heats up. And if you've always had a furnace, you don't know what it's really like to appreciate a furnace unless you've been raised on a potbelly stove. You don't really have an appreciation for going over to the wall and just changing the temperature unless you've had to go outside in the wintertime and cut wood and gather kindling or get cold. It's difficult to have an optimum appreciation to sit down at the dinner table and eat what you want. Unless you've ever experienced a time in your life when you were hungry. And I want you to know today that everything that has happened in your life, the good and the bad. Have set you up for what God is getting ready to do in your life. God promised that he was going to bless Joseph, didn't he? Yes. You in Genesis, what did I say? Genesis 37? God, God promised that he was going to, he's going to bless Joseph. But he couldn't bless him like he wanted to when he told him he was going to bless him. Because at that time, he was his father's favorite son. He was a spoiled brat. And and God was going to have to uh, make this boy into a man. But isn't this something? God made a promise to Joseph that he was going to bless him. And Joseph did not have a clue that when God said that he was going to bless him, that the process meant that he was going to be sold into slavery. I pray that you have eyes to see now, ears to hear, and heart to understand. Because there are a lot of folk who don't understand how African Americans got to America. And why we had to come. And why God allowed it to happen the way it happened. Because you see, it is God who chooses nations. And, and it is God who chooses where you live. Good God of mercy. It's not an accident that you're in Kansas City or whatever city you're in. And it's not an accident that you were born and raised in America instead of Asia or Hong Kong or Singapore or in India or somewhere else in the island of the sea. It's not an accident. You see, God chooses nations. And God chooses people. And he places them to his own good pleasure. Preach, boy, preach. God promised to bless Joseph. And God has promised to bless you. Come on, say it with me. God promised to bless Joseph, but he also promised to bless me. And if God promised to bless you before you die, you're going to experience that blessing. But when God promised Joseph that he was going to bless him and that he was going to use him, Joseph did not have a clue of the process That he was going to have to go through. To get to that place of blessing. And I'm sure there were occasions. Where Joseph had some questions. Because part of the process. Joseph was sold into slavery. By his own brothers. Process. Process. Not only was he sold into slavery. But he was also placed in prison. Not for anything that he's done wrong. He was just in talk to me. He was just in process. And today I declare there there were occasions and times you were in places in your life where it felt like you were in prison. Wow. Wow. There are occasions in your life where you may have felt your family, I'm talking about your biological, real family, have done you wrong and disowned you. Process. Had family reunions and didn't invite you. Had gatherings and said they forgot to call you. And your little feelings got hurt. You didn't even realize that God was in control of it all because you were in process. Oh, Jesus. This is helping somebody. So God promised Joseph that he was going to bless him. But Joseph did not know. He didn't have a clue that his brothers were going to turn on him and sell him into slavery. And as a result of being sold into slavery, he winds up in Egypt. Potiphar's wife had eyes for him because Joseph was good looking like you. Potiphar's wife started looking at Joseph because he was a handsome fellow and she wanted to have him. And she tried to get him and Joseph ran off and said, I cannot do this thing against my God. How can Joseph still be so committed to a God and the promises of God when he has been sold into slavery? So it's clear from his life that Joseph was in slavery, but he did not forget what God had promised. And we know the story, Potiphar's wife lied on Joseph. And he was thrown into prison. And so now this man who have a promise from God, he's been sold into slavery. He went from slavery into prison. It kind of reminds me of a people who were brought to America who were who were sold into slavery. And when they came out of slavery, they went into hundreds of years of Jim Crow. But these people who were sold into slavery had a promise from God, just like Joseph had a promise from God. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Power is shifting. And God is doing it without anybody's permission. And God is doing it in such a a nice, just subtle way. That most people can't even see what's happening. And those who cannot see what is happening at this hour. All they see is obstacles and, and trouble and confusion and a downturn. But those Who can see with the eyes of God. They can see opportunities. 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 Opportunities Opportunities all around. Are you listening to me? It's just a matter of your perception. Are you listening to me? If, If your perception is wrong. You will sit down and do nothing. But if your perception is right, you'll get up and make something happen to the glory of God. Glory, glory, glory. So Joseph goes from being sold into slavery, from slavery to prison. And then finally, finally, uh, he, he finds himself. He finds himself in the palace. And it isn't amazing that Pharaoh had a dream and all of his people that was in the palace who used the horoscope to try to determine the moment. Yeah, I'll go say it again. Uh, uh, a pharaoh turned to all of his, all of his soothsayers, all his, all of his sorcerers and all his divinators and, and, and all the people in the palace uh, who, who used uh, the, the zodiac to try to determine the time. And, and all of those who used crystal balls and, other mediums to try to tap into the spirit world to discern what was happening in the real world. Joseph called them all in and nobody could interpret his dream. And the pharaoh got angry and said, there's nobody in the land who can interpret my dream. And and you all remember uh, the, the baker and the butler And it looked as though the butler had forgot about Joseph, but the butler, you know, got enough nerve and, 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 and said, and got word to Pharaoh said, listen, I I know somebody who can, who can, who, who, who can interpret your dream. I I met a man in prison who's been there now, uh, uh, this, this whole process uh, about 13 years. Think for a moment. Joseph's in prison. And he doesn't even know that the day is his day. He's been in prison for years. And he doesn't even know that this day, that the guy he met in prison, the butler, who he gave a word of the Lord to, that he was now talking to the Pharaoh on his behalf. And and the butler told Pharaoh, he said, listen, I met a man in prison who God talks to. And he can interpret your dream. God of mercy. Who would have thought that God would take the interpretation of a simple dream to turn a person's life around? And who would have ever thought that God would take today's message and if you're willing to receive it as a word of the Lord to you, who would have ever thought that a little boy from Needmore raised in a house with no lights and no electricity and no amen no no stove and, and in many cases no food and sometimes ain't adequate clothes? Who would have thought that God would raise up a boy that would speak a word today to you today? And that God would take a simple message about power shifting to speak into your spirit to let you know that where you are, you're getting ready to move. And the butler said, I know a man that can interpret your dream. Well, I want you to know that I stand here today flat-footed and declare to you that I know a man. I know a man from Galilee. Hallelujah. With healing in his wings. I know a man who can walk on water. I know a man who can raise the dead. I know a man who has salvation for all of those who are willing. I know a man who can change your life. I know a man that no matter how desperate and how low your situation is. His grace and his mercy is deeper still. I know a man. No, I'm not asking you to go to Pharaoh, but I am asking you to put on your best duds and stand before the king of kings and the Lord of lords and let him interpret your life. Are you listening to me? Because he that the son sets free. Somebody's getting free right now. I said, somebody's getting free. Right now. I said somebody is getting free. Right now. I want to say to businessmen and businesswomen. On this Super Bowl Sunday. I want to charge you to stop playing around. And stop procrastinating. And get busy. Put your hands to something. And be diligent at it. And watch God work a miracle. Because for you, this is not time for decrease, this is a time for increase, saith the Lord. Oh my Jesus. I said, oh my Jesus. God, this is my prayer today. That I am still willing to stay in process. I don't understand it all. But I know you're up to something and it's good. And I want to thank you for the good times and the bad. I want to thank you today for the ups and the downs because today has made me grateful and has made me thankful. And I like to think that I've been in process long enough that you can trust to release a greater measure of your glory and your power to flow through my life. I don't know about anybody else, Jesus, but I'm ready for this shift. I'm ready for this fresh new thing that you're designed to do in my life. God, I ask that the power of the Holy Ghost would use us in such a way that we would make a mark in this earth that the devil cannot erase. God take us through the process so that we can receive the promise. God take us through the process just like you did Joseph. Take us through the process. We may cry but take us through the process. We may not understand but take us through the process. People may leave us but take us through the process. We may not be celebrated but take us through the process so that we ultimately can wind up with the promise. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Listen. I know my video department, they're wondering, where in the world am I? Because I thought I was going to go one way and I didn't really have a clue that God was going to speak things and declare some things. God was going to rearrange some things. Because there's some people I'm talking to this morning, their time has come. And God is getting ready to make sense of it all. Those who stayed and those who left. Those who helped and those who wouldn't help. God is getting ready to make sense of it all. Every bad relationship, every mistake you made. Every right decision, God is getting ready to make sense of it all. Because your time, your time, your time has come. Your time. I said your time. I said your time yeah I, I have to do this. Let, let me do this in closing. Go to First Corinthians chapter two. I promise I will I'll put my Bible down so I don't grab anything else. First Corinthians. Come on music minister, unless I, I say I don't want it. yeah. yeah. First Corinthians chapter two, you there? 1st Corinthians chapter 2. Everything in your past has prepared you for what's next. Everything, everything in your past has prepared you for what is next in your life somebody's going to get a job from, somebody's going to get a new house and, and you're going to go into this house being grateful and you, you're going to go into this house being thankful because you're going to know it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in your eyes God's getting ready to make some enemies who have come against you he's getting ready to make them your footstool going to cause you to rise higher Everything in your past has prepared you for what's next. Are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Let's close it out on Super Bowl Sunday with verse number 9. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of men. The The things, the things, the things, the things. 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 Are you believing God for some things? The things. Are you believing God for some new things? Amen. The things. Oh, God. The things which God has prepared. For those who have stayed in the process, who felt like quitting but didn't quit. You wanted to throw in the towel but you didn't throw it in. Though he slayed me, yet will I serve him. I'm in situations and circumstances that I don't understand. I don't understand the persecution. What did I do to deserve the things that are happening to me? I want you to know, child of God, you were just in process. Because you've allowed the Holy Ghost to keep you in process. God has prepared some things. God has prepared some things. A house is a thing, a better car is a thing. Amen. Furniture is a theme. Glory to God. Paying off the bills is a theme. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? I said, are you listening to me? Amen. To to be a homeowner, to own property, they're nothing but themes. To own a building is just a theme. To own investments is just a theme. God said, That your eyes have not seen and your ears have not heard all the things that God has prepared for you today because you have been willing to stay in process. Power shifting. God brings one down and he raises up another. Seasons change. And everything is just for a season. America is uncomfortable because it wants the season that was to remain, but it's a new season. And people are uncomfortable because of this new season. And even though they stormed the Capitol building, they could not stop the season. Congress can't stop it. The Senate can't stop it. Not even the president or the vice president can stop it because God is changing, amen, the season. Power is shifting. And so we see today a man sitting in the White House in the first seat that we've never seen. And then we're witnessing a black woman, a black woman, I said a black woman, sitting in the second seat, in the White House. And we did not see it coming. But it's the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Because when God says something is going to change, it's going to change. And I, hear me today, we don't know what all it means. But it is clear, it is a clear sign that power is shifting. And I'm not nervous. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not fearful of it. Because change is good when God is in it. And it's changing because of this season in which we live. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.